gosh, I could go on and on about all the positives of, of theater. Those aspects I found are in the process. They're not in the fame and the fortune. And so once I started putting value on the process, whether it's the process of an audition or the process of a big television show, that's where I found lasting joy and also in in giving back and making sure my audience is having just as much fun as I am. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston, where we size up current and historic events involving people, places, and things in areas such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. Our weekly podcast originates from and connects the Gateway City to our country's current cultural fabric and lives. Our guest, she's a Missouri native. She has been nominated in for five different awards, and she received the Broadway.com Audience Awards for Favorite Diva Performance. She won that in 2018. She was a Tony Award 2018 Best Actress in a Musical nominee. She originated that role in Regina George's Tina Fey's Broadway musical Mean Girls. She's currently playing Tammy on NBC's Keenan alongside Keenan Thompson and Don Johnson. She was Wendy in NBC's Peter Pan Live, Lauren in Kinky Boots on Broadway, and we want to welcome television, film, and theater star Taylor Louderman to St. Louis in Tune. Welcome, Taylor. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, Taylor. So... Missouri native, and I, I did a little research on you. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I know you moved to you, Missouri. To, aren't you going to ask her where she went to high school? I do know. That. Oh, okay. She, Am I she, getting ahead of the way? Of head? Yeah, that's okay. She went to Bourbon, Missouri. Oh, Bourbon. She was in Bourbon. But then you moved to go to high school in a different place, correct? Wow, yes, yes. And I... I my <laughs> Neighboring town. Neighboring town. My, my biggest question is... And it's not my biggest question, but your first role in the musical Annie, what was it about that got you so revved up about that role? Because you you knew all the songs and you went in, you auditioned and boom, you got the role. Yes, I I think I had the movie memorized and my dad was concerned because I watched it so many times, just over and over again. And so when they had auditions, he thought, I got to make the most of this. <laughs> the that he has. <laughs> so, so he took me, and I, I really just, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the teamwork, and I enjoyed making my family proud and my community proud, and just really cool to work on something that big, and then show it to everyone, and just be a part of something so big. So I got hooked at a young age. I did. That's great. And you were at the Muni. You've done some things at the Muni. You mm-hmm. went up to uh, University of Michigan, and then you left there to get a role on Broadway, and what a thrilling thing for somebody as, as young as you were to land a part there like that. Oh, yeah. I, I got shot out of the cannon really young. I, I made this dream as a young person, thinking it would take my whole life to get there, and it, it happened early. It left me afterwards. <laughs> what do I dream for now? <laughs> but I'm very grateful for it, and it's given me a lot of opportunities and, and ways I, I can give back now to my community, which I, I, I enjoy. You're doing a lot of that. I want to commend you for that. Thank you. 
We're talking to Taylor because she is going to be one of the judges for the 12th annual St. Louis Teen Talent Competition, and that is going to be held next Friday, February the 11th, down at the Fabulous Fox Theater. All right. And you can get tickets for that, folks, and you can also watch. That will be on 9PBS a little bit later on after that's all determined. But you're going to be with Audrey Kwong from the St. Louis Symphony, Antonio Duhit-Boyd from COCA, Carl Napa, executive music producer, Ken Page, award-winning actor, and Denise Times, who we've had Denise on the show also. Is Do you like judging, doing those kinds of things? This is not your first year doing that either. <laughs> it's not my first year, although it's my first year doing it in person. So I'm excited to really meet all these people and collaborate with them and hear their opinions. I know a thing or two about singing and dancing and I guess performance uh, in general, but some of these areas of study, I'm excited to have some fellow judges to consult with. And I do, I consider it a high honor to get to, to be a judge, of course. I'm excited about it. So how important is it for somebody who's wanting to break into the business, be able to sing and dance and act and do the whole nine yards? Oh, gosh. And if the goal is to get to Broadway, of course, you really should aim to be a triple threat. That being said, if you want to be a dancer that is in the ensemble, then it's good to expound on your, your dancing talents. But I knew I, oh gosh, I knew I wanted to be a star on the show. It's so excited <laughs> to do all three. <laughs> How wonderful. It's hard to do all three. <laughs> I bet it is. I bet it's a challenge. When you were judging last year, and I know that was done remotely, what are some things you look for when you're watching and you're listening to those artists who are performing? Yeah, that's a great question. It's important to, of course, observe their skill and make sure they're checking all those boxes. But beyond that, there's a level of stage presence I look for, too. And some of that just shines through in them expressing the joy of performing. And, and confidence is a big one, too. It's also just really thrilling to watch these kids take pride in their performance and, and have a good time. And I think that's a huge factor in how we rate their performances. Do you find a difference between live audiences in theater and possibly television and versus a, a movie set, things like that? Do you find differences and oh an approach from huge, yourself? Huge difference. Yes. How I approach a character is the same, no matter what medium of storytelling I'm on. But with the theater, your audience really communicates with you, especially with comedy. You deliver a joke and they tell you right away if it works or not. <laughs> right. But on television, you don't know. In fact, I feel like my job, at least on the, the sitcom I've been working on, has been to show up with a lot of different ways of doing the scene uh, because that gives your editors and your directors more options when they put the show together, when they go to the cutting room floor, so to speak. And so it's just such a different way of doing my job. <laughs> but it's fun, different challenges. Has that show been done i know it's it premiered during covid so you never had a live audience but were was it intended to have a live audience when it was uh, run no and that's a good question a lot of they do have a live audience um and, and you can tell by there's laughing going on during the show but we and the trend seems to be to not have 
a, a live audience lately to do what we call a single can. You know, that first day of, of filming the show, I was so used to having the live audience and they would really teach me what worked and what didn't. And so my first day on set, I was, I did the scene and no one was laughing and I had to really reprogram my mind not to gauge my performance on that. They, they, the, the crew has to be quiet or we don't get the shot. So right. uh, it took me a while to adjust to that, but luckily I have uh, castmates who were helpful too. You can bounce ideas off of each other. And that's, I think that always makes for a better product in the end too. Absolutely, absolutely. And your involvement with comedy, was that something that just this particular position came open or you just had this in a back closet in your heart and your mind? You were like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a closet comedian. Yes. <laughs> no, I think I grew up thinking I needed to be like the Disney princess type and all, all perfect and beautiful. And I think it wasn't until I, I got kinky boots on Broadway where the character I was playing was quite quirky and I uh, I sort of tapped into the silliness that I, I recall of just loving singing around the house and tapping into different characters and accents and suddenly I felt like the audience was enjoying this this side of me and gosh it was so thrilling and rewarding to to make people laugh and witness their enjoyment of the performance right in front of you. And so from there, I said, all right, I want to do more comedy because this is just so exciting to really watch your audience have a better day because you're acting like a fool. <laughs> that's it. I that's, that's great. That's us every day. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's for sure. Now, I, I saw a interview that you did with Cosmopolitan <laughs> and I want to play part of that audio with with oh boy, so you hear because I thought what you said was extremely mature and wise. Oh, thank you. For not only where you were and where you are in your career, but for where people who maybe have been in the business and have had some ups and downs or who are thinking about getting into the business. So we're going to play this. This is from Cosmopolitan Interview. You really want to focus on doing work that fuels your soul, that makes you happy. Because if you're just reaching for fame, you're going to be let down. That's not what it's all about. The only thing I'd ever wanted since I was a little girl was to originate a role on Broadway. I'm from a really small town, and I got into the University of Michigan. I'm a sophomore in college, and then I got this big thing. They got Bring It On the Musical, which went on tour first before it came to Broadway. My professor and I got together and we were like, yeah. We need to take this opportunity, leave school, go do this, come back if you want. My cold name mom is just crying and just you replay in your head your life now. Like, what, what's going to happen? What is going to mean? I could die. This is it. I did it. It truly, in every sense of the phrase, was a dream come true. I had been working at that since I was 10 or younger, my mom would say. I got really lucky out of college. I really thought, okay, here we go. Now it's just smooth sailing. And then it was all done. When the show closed, I was left a little bit depressed and wondering what's going to happen next. Surely I'm not going to be unemployed. But it was. 
after Bring It On, I had probably a year of like a year dry spell, but I was constantly searching for the next job. I was really left feeling just like sad and not sure where to go or what the right steps were. And then I booked an off-Broadway play. I could tell the director like wanted me to get there, but we just weren't really able to figure it out. And she eventually sat me down and said, we're going to replace you. My heart broke. That left me feeling like maybe I should rethink my goals. After a while, I just laid back and said, I need to focus on me and get to know myself, learn what about me I can bring to the table. It was a huge period of growth. So instead of treating an audition like it's a make it or break it situation, just enjoying getting to work on this new material and bringing to life a new character and walking into the room and just being like, hey, here I am. Take it or leave it. That's what I got. Just knowing that my self-worth is not related to whether or not I get this job. You really want to focus on doing work that fuels your soul, that makes you happy. And I auditioned for Kinky Boots, got that. And then I got this big thing. The only thing I wanted from Kinky Boots. I wanted for Regina George and me girls on Broadway. You know what a musical is, Karen? They're not idiots. How could you talk and sing at the same time? This has been one of the most rewarding things, I think, in my entire career. you got to be bettering your skills, and you have to get to know yourself. can't just sit back and wait. That's the best part about all of it. It's not the fame or getting to play a specific role or whatnot. It's the I'm Taylor Louderman, and this is how I made it. Wow. We are talking to Taylor Louderman. She is an actress in television, film, and theater, a Tony Award nominee for Best Actress, and she's going to be one of the judges for the 2022 12th Annual St. Louis Teen Talent Competition. Taylor, I got to, when I saw that, I was like, wow. Yeah. That is, that is beyond your years. That is beyond your years. <laughs> Most Thanks. many people do not get to that point no. to realize. I, I wrote some things down: getting to know yourself, yeah. doing things that fuels the soul. And you also mentioned this about when you are looking for what what you're going to do when you look to judge next week. The joy of the performance. And my question deals with this: you lose. You, the, the show ends. You have a dry spell. Yeah. Then you try to go out and get more roles. Sometimes then maybe they work, maybe they don't. How did you, what was the impetus? What was the driving force that got you to this point? Because sometimes people who are 70, 80 years old don't get to that point in maturity and understanding about how things all work. Sure. I think that getting my dream at such a young age and my expectation did not meet reality made me reassess what my dream was and come to terms with the fact that fame and fortune, what I think society deems as the definition of success, is quite fleeting and not sustainable. And so then I went on a mission to figure out, okay, what is sustainable about this? And, and really what I found <laughs> is that I had to tap into my high school self who showed up at first because she loved being a part of something bigger than herself. She loved 
storytelling. She loved inspiring people in the audience and working with her friends to figure out the best way to tell the story. Gosh, I could go on and on about all the positives of, of theater. Those aspects I found are in the process. They're not in the fame and the fortune. And so once I started putting value on the process, whether it's the process of an audition or the process of a big television show, that's where I found lasting joy and also in in giving back and making sure my audience is having just as much fun as I am. I'm glad you asked this because it's something I think even since that interview with Cosmo, I've been still investigating. And it wasn't until I was asked to speak at the the Thespian Conference, the Missouri Thespian Conference, really? just two weeks ago, I think. It was there in St. Louis, where I really had to put this all down on paper and really get to the bottom of it. And that's what I found is we, our society puts a little too much weight on fame and fortune and not enough on the, the journey and, and giving back to each other. And so that's what I tried to, to tell the, the high schoolers, <laughs> which I hope it resonated with them. I think it gave them something to really think about because as they're growing up, as I'm reflecting on society right now, I think you hit the nail on the head. Fame and fortune is always put out there and you think, wow, if I get that one job, I'll be happy. And many people have tried to do what you did and are still struggling to get there. And that's their goal. But like you said, they're missing things along the way in the process of mm-hmm. living life, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is that change, did that change in you, or I, I'm going to say change of perspective, if I'm speaking out of turn there, correct me, help you in yeah. how you now are dealing with some things with the philanthropy? philanthropy, like the the pitch in the musical and write out loud. I'd like for you to talk about those a little bit, but did that play into that at all? Of course. Yeah. I, I was doing uh, Mean Girls and I, I was really enjoying the process. I was tapping into all those things we just talked about and there was just something missing still. And I guess I can sum it up with this. I had young girls at stage door saying to me, I want to be Regina George when I grow up. <laughs> so, if you don't know who Regina George is, she's the villain. She's not the one a young girl wants to be or should want to be. And from that point on, I said, I want to do work that moves society forward in a positive way. And I was enjoying the process at Mean Girls, but I, uh, with the time that I had, I said, I want to find ways to give back, to, to use my influence in a positive way. And that's what that's where Write Out Loud came out of, which is a contest that celebrates new musical theater songwriters. So every year we take submissions of musical theater songs and we select between three and five to go on an album that we pump out to all the platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. And we also do a concert that features about 10 more songs and they're sung by Broadway singers. That's been really rewarding to empower these songwriters and and create a community where they share ideas and um, support each other. And beyond that, I donate a lot of my time to Ozark Actors Theater in Rolla, which is where I did Annie years ago, and try to make sure they have education opportunities because I was lucky enough to have a mom who drove me an hour to the high schools in St. Louis or or stages or the muni, but 
not everyone does. And so I like to try to fill that gap too. And through that, I find meaning and purpose in my life. And it brings me a lot of joy to to help others. But I know I wouldn't have the opportunity to engage in these things if it wasn't for my success. So I still try to work hard at at my acting career as well, because I know it only helped with these opportunities. You're very humble, and I respect that. That's tremendous how you have articulated that and where you are in your career and what you're doing. It's very wise. Again, it's very wise and mature. Thank you. So I, I want to let people know that they can see Taylor at the Fabulous Fox. That's on February the 11th at the 12th St. Louis Teen Talent Competition. She's one of the the judges there. And folks, that's a great, great thing to support. And you can also check Taylor out at T-A-Y-L-I-Z-L-O-U.com, TayLizLou.com. And you can find out more about her philanthropy and everything else she's been doing. It's been a pleasure for us to have you on the show, Taylor. Now, wait, where did you, where did you graduate from high school? Where did you graduate from high school? Oh, it's, you know, I live an hour outside of the city, so I graduated from Sullivan High School. Oh, yeah. that's all right. Yeah. Hey, thanks. And I, I want to just say to, to our St. Louis community that I am so proud of us. We celebrate. I remember going off to college and thinking I would be so behind compared to everyone else coming from all over the country, and I wasn't. And I just am so grateful uh, for how we show up for the arts in St. Louis. I think we're really great at it. And and I love these programs like the Teen Talent Show that just keep maintaining uh, that level. of build. We're very proud of you and what you do to represent St. Louis in the industry. And again, thank you for yeah. taking time to talk to us today yeah. on the show. Yeah. Yep. Of course. Thank you both. <laughs> oh, yeah. And take care, Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, she was at the uh, Thespian yeah. gathering. What a great gathering. Oh, my gosh. It, it, I saw that video and I said, holy smokes, this yeah. is, she is really. She's a good girl. She is. She's got her head screwed on straight. Uh, so much I wanted to ask her too. I was like, how old was she when she first started? I think she was like 10. 10. See. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, eight or 10, something okay, like that. Right. So we're going to uh, be right back for our next segment. Don't forget the 12th annual St. Louis Teen Talent Competition where 14 high school acts are going to be performing for the final event on Friday, February the 11th. This is a free family event at the Fabulous Fox Theater, but you must check in with them for tickets. And there is, I just wanted to let you know this, there are some COVID guidelines from the CDC. Guests will be required to provide proof of vaccination or a negative test for entry and required to wear a mask in the theater. These are the COVID-19 protocols in place at the Fabulous Fox. All seating is general admission, 10 tickets per transaction. Seating is first come, first served, and is not guaranteed. The prizes are $50,000 cash awards and college scholarships among the top competitors. So finalists will be judged on technical ability, interpretation, stage presence, and originality. And 9PBS will film the 2022 finals in front of a full live audience for a broadcast later this spring. Great thing. We've talked to uh, them previously in the past. We've had Tony Parisi on. We've had uh, Steve Neal on also. He's music director. We like to promote this particular event. It's a great event. So make it a point Mm -hmm. next Friday evening. That happens at 8 p.m. And that's all 
from local talent here, Mark, in local high school talent. It's yeah. great to see. Yeah. They they had uh, people submit, and then they reduced it down, had semifinalists. I think uh, they had like, I want to say 50 semifinalists or something like they're that. They're mostly high school? I uh, think they're all high school. That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Both, both of my boys were thespians, and what a great organization. It is. They always had to go to Kansas City for the thespian thing every year. <laughs> but this one was in St. Louis. It's been a long time, I think, since it was. And that's kind of neat that she was there. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. a neat thing to, to have. share all... some of the things that she shared with them. Yeah. Like she talked And to about. be part of the thespian troupe is a big deal. Yeah. It means that you haven't just done one performance at your high school. You, you've done, you've kind of gotten committed to doing performing. Right. And gotten involved in it. So it's nice that someone of her caliber would go and speak to the kids that are at that point in their life, trying to think of, well, should I continue with this? Or what direction should I, I go to go? college? Should I try to go theater or something like that? So. And Mark's talking about Taylor Louderman, who we just uh, interviewed. And if you missed that, we will be posting that on stlintune.com. There you go. We appreciate you listening to this episode of St. Louis in Tune. Take time to look at the show notes on the website for everything that was mentioned on this episode. St. Louis in Tune is produced in cooperation with KWRH 92.9 FM and Motif Media Group. For St. Louis in Tune, I'm Arnold Stricker.